Jen. How are you doing? Doing good. Rainy day in New York City. Yeah. How's it by you? Uh, it's actually pretty here today. I went on a walk with Sully. Aww. My dog. Yeah, so. Did you get chased mm-hmm. by that, like, aggressive Yeah, dog? there's this one dog in the neighborhood that he's so funny and small, but I feel like the smallest dogs are always the ones that think mm-hmm. they have the biggest bark. Um, so he'll hide in like a bush, but in plain sight. So you can see him just like think he's so sneaky and he'll hide, like crouch down. And then when you walk up close, he freaks out and starts barking and running. Oh, it's I really it funny. Your, I saw it on your Instagram story. Mm-hmm. So, funny. so funny. I was like, this guy thinks he's slick. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Any dates? Any, any updates on dating? No updates on dating. I, it's like... You know, I think it's just run its course. Like, I feel like everyone who's single and dating, it's just kind of like, there's nothing, we can't meet in person. So it's yeah. kind of like, well, let's take the time to focus on other stuff. So that's good. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm like, I've been talking to that same guy for a while, like FaceTiming and stuff, but I'm just like, okay, what? I'm <laughs> This is the point where I start overthinking things and I'm like, what am I doing? He lives in Ohio. I don't know. It's like fun, but I don't. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> keep it light and fun. Yeah. But also, like keep your options open because, Hopefully. you know, are you one of the like? Are you the kind of person who, when you're talking in person, like have trouble talking to other people? Or I think so. Not, but I haven't had a lot of chances to be doing that. Right. So like, I haven't really tried it. Right. Um, I just am usually a pretty loyal person. Yeah. But I don't think I need to be loyal right now to anyone because I'm not officially dating anyone. So right. I'm open to talking to other people. But in the past, I've been like a one track kind of person. Yeah. Like Helps when I like focus. someone. Exactly. Like when I like someone, it's hard for me to date other people. But part of me is like, no, until it's like exclusive or until they really show Yeah. Me. Because you don't know that they're doing that with you either, so exactly. we're allowed to play our option. Yeah. Did you do your nail? I did. My mom has um, this like little nail kit, and I, I was painting them, and then there's this one top coat, and I, it, I didn't realize it was matte, and then like right before my eyes, it started changing to this like matte solid color, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but now I'm kind of into it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm doing my own nails now. I'm happy. Yeah. Sufficient. <laughs> And yeah. look like hideous, horrendous. You know. Um, let's talk about our guest today. Super exciting. Yeah. So today we have Sherling Quigley. She's basically a superstar when it comes to like the entire dance world. Um, I've taken a lot of. She has really awesome heels classes. She's kind of bi coastal. I think she grew up in LA, but she um, is back and forth between there and New York. But she also teaches internationally. She does like really awesome heels and dances for like all different types of people like beginners to like professional dancers and in industry she's worked with like some of the craziest teams like I'll pull up a list right now yeah. um like Lizzo Beyonce Rihanna Miss Elliott Jamie Foxx Chris Brown like every person that you can pretty much think of and like she's really made a name for herself as a professional dancer and it's we're so like we really would just want to hear about her experience and her whole journey through that the yeah. dance She's super inspiring, not only like just how she talks, but just like her drive and just the way that she brings her own like essence and her faith and what 
she believes in into teaching and to dance and it's really really beautiful so we're really excited for you guys to hear from Shirlene today and yeah. so yeah give it a listen um let us always know what you think you can always dm us at good bad behavior podcast or to us individually and please like review subscribe to our podcast we love it and it helps us get amazing guests like Shirlene on it write us some like dope review and then the person with the best one will like send you something (laughs) yeah we'll send you a little prize a little prize (laughs) i think that's incentive enough for sure all right well enjoy this episode talk to you soon enjoy hi hi how are you how are you this is jen Hey, she's my friend, my podcast host, co-host. I'm Charlene. <laughs> I'm- <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having um, me. Are you in LA right now, Charlene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the back. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Yeah, it's sunny here too. I'm in um, Virginia. I was in LA, but oh. I'm quarantining here. Well, as long as you're not in New York. <laughs> I know. Jen's in New York well, though, I'm by choice. New York, but um. <laughs> But it's actually not that bad. Like, I just stay inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm still over. It's I've, yeah. saw, I've seen, like, the cutest videos of um, New Yorkers on their rooftops and, like, all the things that they're all doing to keep themselves busy. It's super all, cute. Yeah, we all clap. It's, it's weird. It's, like, this weird calmness that New York never sees. But it's, like, there's community. Like, everyone claps at 7. It's, like, it's, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's horrible what's happening in the world, but it's, like, kind of cool to see New York come together like this. Wait, everyone claps at 7 p.m. or 7 a.m.? 7 p.m. For all the, like, um, nurses and stuff. Nurses and stuff. It's really cool. Like, on my story, like, videos of, like, literally everyone hanging out their windows, just, like, cheering for the, for everyone who's, like, working through this time and stuff. It's really cool. We love it. Yeah. How have you been? How have you been holding up in quarantine? I've been good just trying to keep myself like busy I yeah like I always try to even make a bad situation good I'm like okay I took a week of rest because I was tired I had a really busy year and I just started doing lots of classes and like figuring out things like that and then I'm not by myself so that's nice it's California so even a bad day is like a good day in California and there's like I've I live in a situation where I have like a big backyard that's like, awesome yeah, yeah we're gonna get outside. I'm like, I feel really bad. Like for some people, I don't understand. Like being alone would make me so sad. Like not mm-hmm. even Jen. Are you by yourself? See, I'm the complete opposite of you. I'm like <laughs> so extremely introverted that like I have fucking thrived off this alone time. Of being alone. Okay, I like yeah. being alone too. Like I love my alone time because I'm an only child. Mm. But <laughs> well, you're forced but, inside. Yeah. But like. I just think, I think the forceness would scare me. So go Jen. I would be scared. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my gosh. Um, Shirlene, for um, our listeners that don't know who you are, will you give us a little like background about your dance career and like your teaching and all that good stuff? Yes. Um, so as for dance, I love to dance. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little dance angel. I love to dance. Um, I started professionally working at 18. And my first job was a crazy in love Beyonce video, mm-hmm. <laughs> my very first dance job. And then I danced with her for like almost a year. And then I worked with other people after her. I worked with Rihanna, her as Beyonce. <laughs> I danced with Beyonce and then Rihanna, um, Missy Elliott, um, Jamie Foxx, 
Chris Brown, Destiny's Child, Mary J. Blige, Ashanti, recently Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It's been a fun, it's been a fun dance life. I'm, and then I started teaching like 10 years ago in Los Angeles at Millennium Dance Complex before there were no heels classes in the studio. It was seriously just kind of an accident. Like I kept wearing heels in all the hip hop classes because all the dance oh, amazing. required heels. Yeah. And there was no like heels classes at any of the dance studios. And I would just be like, yo, can I practice in my heels? And then people were like, can you teach that? And I'm like, no, I would be the worst teacher. I have to do combinations and then remember them and then teach them. Mm. <laughs> That's so scary. And then it just kind of happened. And then I was like, you know what? Let me give it a go. Became a class. And so then I started teaching and dancing. And that's what I've been doing since I was 18. It's and so amazing. Five. So it's been a long, a long dance journey. Yeah. You were just on tour with Lizzo right before quarantine started happening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally well, at home. We were in Houston. Oh, yeah. I was on tour too. So it was like shut, uh-huh. cut cut off really short and it's it's really sad because <laughs> you have like this little family that you're like traveling around with and that's when it hit me that it was real I was yeah like, right you were like oh my god like I'm living through a pandemic this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah when that whole industry kind of shuts down you're like what is this like it's wild um what was it like dancing for Lizzo oh so fun I think it was probably the most chill job that I've ever had in my whole career I do believe in God and I felt like God gave me something that I didn't know that I needed mm-hmm. that I could enjoy. I've always been curvy. Like I've never been a skinny girl. Yeah. I've always been curvy and that's always been an issue, but a good thing. It was so weird. Like I got hired because I was curvy, but then they'd be like, don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they were like, eat, you can eat. eat please. <laughs> so that was I love it. It sounds so small, but as a dancer, you know, like mm-hmm. as a dancer, that's such a blessing to just kind of enjoy the dance and not actually worrying about what I looked like. Yeah. It's makeup and all that stuff, but you know, so that was easy. It was fun. And I just got to twerk and smile like what? <laughs> and be myself. It was great. <laughs> so did you have an easy time in the beginning, like auditioning, going to cattle calls, or did you feel like they always typecast it at a specific kind of person? Well, you know, what's interesting is my story, my journey, I started classes kind of late, right? So I started when I was like 16, mm-hmm. right? At Millennium Dance Complex in like the urban hip hop world, right? And when I went to meet with one of the biggest agents, they said, I would never work as a dancer. They said, you're going to be a video girl and that's it. You're, mm-hmm. too big, you're too curvy and we'll sign you, but you're never going to dance for anybody. And wow. I was like, well, I don't want to sign with you. And then like a month later, I signed with someone. And then Beyonce was my third audition. So I literally, it's like, I do believe in God. And I just feel like timing was everything. Because I just didn't believe those no's. And I knew that that no was a yes waiting to happen. And then my door was literally like, my first audition, I got kept to the end. So like, that's my story. I didn't get typecasted because of how I looked, which is interesting. For me. I actually, sorry, I have dogs. <laughs> All good. Three babies. So funny. Stay feisty. You know, good for the warning, but no, they come every week. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, I never got, I see my friends get typecasted. Mm -hmm. I never actually got cut for how I looked, but I would get hired. And I, I, I right away started working the minute I got signed, but I got hired for how I looked. Oh, we love your curves. So sexy. But can you please not eat? 
So that was my situation. Yeah. That's like what you had to work through essentially. How was that for you? Like, did you, did you shut down at all? Was it like, it's, you're dancing so much and to be told that you can't eat is just like infuriating. Well, it's like not even aggressively you can't eat. It would be like lose 10 pounds. So no, yeah, I, I was saying how I had like one of the dance captains would do that and like people knew it. And I just think that's so like, that's bullying. Yeah. It so is. I definitely struggled with eating issues. Like I, mm-hmm. would, I would definitely say I had a slight eating disorder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where you like yo-yo diet. I think every dancer knows this where off tour, I was like, oh, <laughs> and then the minute you're on tour, you're like strict where you're just like, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're <Yay>. like, <laughs> Where it should be the opposite. We should like eat for energy when we're dancing, but it's like this pressure because you're in front of people and people are judging you and like, it just sucks. Yeah, totally. You always feel that pressure too once you book a gig or a job like that, that could this end, could I get fired? So like every, you try to do every single thing that you can to not let that happen. So then it's like a big mental fuck essentially because you're just like constantly trying to keep your job, but then you're not focusing on the actual job. And you're not enjoying it. Mm -mm, Yeah. It's like what you work for. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, I know that you are very religious and Jesus is like your number one. And I love that. (laughs) Um, I want to know, and you always say this really amazing thing when you're teaching, you're like, I'm a Christian, but I can still twerk. (laughs) I love that. And how has like your faith, like driven you through like your dance career, but also how have you brought that Christian side into like twerking and dancing and being like sexy and like feminine essentially? I think like God, like, I think we forget that God created sex and that God created femininity and God created us to look a certain way. Like naturally we're sexy and we're beautiful. We don't really even have to try. And I think that it's people that's kind of tainted it and people's mm-hmm. own point of view. Like I can't make someone who's a dirty person, not think dirty thoughts, right? No matter what I do, I could have a potato sack on my body and my spirit when I'm dancing, like I love my body I love that it jiggles I love that (laughs) I can whip my hair and smile and I think when I'm performing like my spirit isn't saying like oh yeah come and like sleep with me tonight Mm -hmm. I'm just like woohoo look at me I'm free I'm a woman I can be myself this is my body I own my word I own my body I'm not perfect and maybe some of the things that I'm doing is wrong do you know what I mean I'm not Jesus right I'm not Mm -hmm. God so I don't know but I know that God's looking at my heart and I know that my intention is completely pure when I'm dancing like I the feeling that I feel when I'm dancing is like the happiest feeling that I I, I have ever had and mm-hmm. for me it was my you know some people you know go to therapy I went to church and I went to dance class <laughs> and mm-hmm. for me that was like if it was a good day, I want to dance. If it was a bad day, I wanted to dance. And I know that that's what God's looking at my heart. And my relationship with God has also, you know, when I first started dance, I had such a strong relationship. And then I lost that relationship because then dance became my focus mm-hmm. and wanting to be accepted. And I remember being tired and that mm-hmm. sucked. And then when I focused on my relationship with God again, I remember like not having to please other people, but just be happy with the choices that I'm making and the ones that God's putting on my heart. And like this weight got lifted off of me. Mm-hmm. My lessons just came pouring in. So I guess, I hope this is answering the question in a nutshell. Like for me, it's just kind of been easy to keep that and knowing that like God loves me and on paper, I shouldn't even have the blessings that I have. True story. Mm-hmm. 
no one starts dancing in a professional setting at 16 and has that career. Not nobody, lots of people can do it, but on paper, it looks like you shouldn't. But I had so much faith in the things that God put in my heart and then he made those things happen. I always go back to that when I start to forget. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. I love your relationship and your faith, how strong it is. I have a question because I always find religion super interesting. Um, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not that religious, but when you say God, do you like picture a man in the sky or is it like so big energy or like what I think it's like so I'm not I like you know what I'm not religious either I call myself a Christian because I just when I hear the story of Jesus I resonate it and I, I believe that it really happened and I'm like I know God gave me special powers so like I'm totally Jesus's sister you know like <laughs> you know? and I'm like he says like and, and my relationship, and I think that God is so big, and like how I was talking about God looks at everyone's heart, like we're all raised in these different places, and we're brought up differently, and I think God is so big, and when I meditate and I sit quietly, God does, like shows me things in pictures. I'm a dancer, so I think God speaks to people differently, and when I see pictures, God is so big. It's like a, sometimes I see just lights, and sometimes I see colors, and sometimes, you know, you see different things, and on my heart, it's like, I have no idea what God looks like, because I think if you showed us it would be too much for us to handle mm -hmm. you know what I mean because we're such a speck yeah we're such a speck in this and I think that God is so big and I do honor everybody when I talk about my faith and like you know I don't know what you call God I know that he has so many names but I know that like God has so many names because all these different languages really come down to one language at the end of the day because we're really all family as we can see right now in the pandemic you know mm -hmm. like God chose us before we even knew that and like sometimes we don't know like some people are raised their whole life not knowing who their dad is in real life right on earth yeah. so I'm sure people go through the world like we don't some of us might not ever claim God as our father and it doesn't mean that they don't go to heaven because maybe that's where they were raised and they didn't even have the opportunity to ever get out of that Mm -hmm. But in their heart, there was so much love and God looks at that. And I think that's what God is and love is so big. I can't draw it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I don't really answer that for your question, but. You did. Like yeah. Feeling, yeah. If God is just like, oh, you know, he's in the room. You're like, oh my God, this is happy. And that's God. If it's like this, I'm like, this is not God. I'm <laughs> um, next. <laughs> I love that. How do you keep your faith and like your positivity and just like knowing everything's okay and especially in times like this? Or when I look at my life and all the other times that has been okay. Mm -hmm. I guess that's like since I was little, I think we all have had highs and lows and I just try to look at the things that I can't see because if I did, like I totally had a freak out moment. Mm -hmm. I've never had this feeling in my life and the choreographer told me it was a mini panic attack. <laughs> I was like, oh oh okay <laughs> when they, the day they sent us home yeah and I remember this feeling that came over me and I was like in CVS I was like maybe I should go get wipes and like hearing the commotion and then I felt like I couldn't breathe and I heard that that was a symptom and I was like oh my god I have corona <laughs> <laughs> I have coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> she was struck with it I think you're actually freaking out and that's okay and I'm like Come <laughs> to my room. I mean, my brother. Oh and my gosh. I just cried because I didn't know. And then I remember when I kept feeling like that, I heard God in my mind saying, if you don't have Corona, <laughs> <laughs> everything's going to be okay. And just having 
I guess like I hear God's voice all the time being like it's not like a voice like surely it's gonna be okay but like you know that instinct that says make a right yeah right and you run into that old friend it's like that voice like surely (laughs) it's it's gonna be okay and I just keep holding on to that because in this moment it's like I have to look at what I can't see I don't know what's about to happen Mm -hmm. I think about what God's doing on my heart and he keeps telling me you're okay your family's okay keep trusting in that keep praying for everyone keep dancing keep trying to do things that you do and the days that God puts on my heart to rest I'm honoring that time right now too I think he's also giving us an A-OK to take a little bit of a a vacation and not feel guilty about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) It's just like that knowing feeling for you. It's like, you just know it's right. It's going to be okay. Like I'm alive. I'm breathing. Like I'm Mm -hmm. in the bills. Like, okay, I'm making a quarter of what I'm used to making, but it's going to be okay. It's always been okay. When I had a dollar in my bank, it was okay. Mm-hmm. times in my life you know what I'm saying so it's like yeah do you have any um like advice for listeners or anyone that's like not feeling okay and like how they can keep their spirit and their hopes up in this time you know I know what it felt like to not be okay at times like um it was actually the recession that we had in what 2008 or something yeah, yeah something like that. that's when it started but 2010 is when it actually hit my family my dad had cried, wasn't really telling us what was happening, you know? Mm-hmm. My dad, the best dad, but that was the worst time in our family. Like, we lost everything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a relationship with God. And I know what that feels like. Um, I want to tell you, like, you could read so many self-books or this or that. And I just really all, I, I, the only advice I can give is, you know, I want to say God, and I I think that's so big right now for some people that have never even walked into church, maybe to be alone and not understand what that even means, but to know that they woke up today and like God or whatever they believe in, like put breath in their lungs, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that breath is a gift that is something that we cannot purchase and we cannot buy. And if they know that they woke up with that, that breath in their lungs today for a reason, even if today's a hard day. There is a reason for that hard day. And if they can get through it one day at a time and just try to melt away any of that icky stuff, knowing that every day there's breath in their lungs, that means that they have a purpose and that they have a reason. I think when you know you have a purpose, you wake up differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, you know, when you book that dance shop, you wake up like, do da da It's like, cause you, you feel that purpose. And sometimes when you can't see that purpose, which I think people are going through, there's that anxiousness and that comes over you. You're alive and you have breath because that dance job or that book or that movie or that that law school or whatever it is, is on its way. Mm-hmm. That's why you have the breath. Like if they can focus on that and just like keep trying to focus on the dreams and desires that they have or that they had or that, you know, they're even too scared to have little by mm-hmm. little building a brick in a house. I think soon enough, they'll look at the house and be like, oh, what was that anxiety? Mm-hmm. And I think they'll do it like little by little, you know, right. if you don't know what God is, there's everyone is like so different. And if you don't know, I guess you do know that you have breath. And that is, that. Possible, you know, yeah. I love that. It's finding grace in that transition period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, so you're like this major dance industry girl. Um, do you have any like major takeaways or like amazing gigs or like your 
the most fun you ever had at a job or anything like that? Oh my gosh, I've had so much fun. I think some of my best memories are with like Rihanna. Like that was like my friend. Like we had some really good girl time memories. Yeah. <laughs> hotel rooms eating chicken and ice cream secretly because we were <laughs> You do a lot of work internationally with teaching. You do your heels intensives. I've seen it in like China. Was it China or was it like? Um, um, I never taught in China. I taught. I taught. I taught. I taught, <laughs> I taught in South Korea. South Korea. Okay. <laughs> and um, how? So communications always like. How do you take communication into teaching in other countries, and how do you bring like your mode of dance to them without like necessarily speaking their language? Well, I think we've all heard like dance is a universal language. It, it's so true because we hear the beat, we hear the music. You know how a song can make you feel something? You don't even know the words. Like mm-hmm. I have like the French songs. It could be talking about some real dirty God's like, or Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's like, but it, it makes you feel something. I think music and dance, it's, it's uh, even a film, like you could turn it off and it's like a feeling. So mm-hmm. I think. And I also try to do the polite thing. I try to learn like the hello and the goodbye and class begins or something while I'm mm-hmm. there. Um, it, they always giggle because you probably say it wrong. But <laughs> I think just everyone, and as a dancer, knows five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's amazing. And it's like that's what counts matter in sound voices bing boom bang five six seven eight mm-hmm. it always works out it's never you always have to teach slower yeah yeah I'm not like all right <laughs> I speak less and I try to like movement more um I've been told very expressive so I guess they can understand <laughs> amazing yeah. What do you, um, what is your like goal for each class that you teach? Like, what do you want your dancers to take away from your class or the room that. that you're in? Yeah. Um, to, I, I could, I, I want them to have a great time learning the dance and all that stuff, but I want to plant a seed that they never quit. If I am a good teacher, I, my students will keep dreaming and keep going. And if I did that as a teacher, then yeah I can attest that you do do that for sure because you start your class you get everyone in a circle whether they're like understanding the words that you're saying you're not or the religious not you you pray for us and you just like set the intention of the class and it's always really beautiful so I appreciate that yeah you do it even online now too which is amazing <laughs> I'm trying to learn. let me do some fun stuff I'm home you know yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so great so we talked a lot about the good, your like most memorable times with artists and stuff. Do you have any like traumatic stories or like funny bad stories that happen too? Unfortunately, I have like 
but I have them all. I think, <laughs> I think the worst is that, yeah, there's bullying that gets involved. That sucks. Like I call my dad crying. Like, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. Can you imagine what I was like at 18? <laughs> <laughs> so annoying if you're a jaded dancer do you know what I mean so yeah. there's someone like me in the room and then there's like someone the opposite and I'm like oh, what stage right oh, where are we gonna go I want to dance oh my god you know and then there's someone else that's like I'm tired <laughs> yeah and so some sucky stuff happened and I felt like why am I even here like mm-hmm. am I supposed to be here but then you know I had a great dad on earth I'd be like, you're supposed to be there. Great, you got this, boo bear. You know, get in the ring. <laughs> I'd get back in the ring. And it was always worth it. Those days were hard, especially when you're traveling and you are the, the baby on tour and everyone else goes out and you're mm-hmm. just in your hotel by yourself and nobody tells you what's going on. Like, oh, it's making me sad right now. Like, it sucked. It sucked. I felt really alone in my beginning of my career. And not feeling like I was enough to my peers and not really such like I remember when I booked Beyonce people were like who's this girl where'd she come from how did she mm-hmm. book Beyonce? That she's not even that good like that mm-hmm. was to my face in front of the girls that I worked with and then those same girls I kept booking jobs with them and they'd have to be like oh I'm sorry for what I said <laughs> and I'm like it's okay and I never I was never the person that would like vindictively try to get back at somebody that was just not my personality and so it was it was hard Mm-hmm. at times I had my best friend who was not a dancer too so I think having that your village like your little village of you know that you lift up your cheerleaders mm-hmm. a friend of mine posted something that said I can be your cheerleader but you have to believe in you first mm-hmm. I did believe in myself very much so that's good maybe a little too much <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna make it <laughs> and I had my cheerleaders so that was good but yeah those were some of my worst times Funny times were like I've fallen, I've fallen on stage before. Really? <laughs> like down like a flight of stairs, like my heel got caught and I was like, boom, like that. <laughs> um, my was out in a live. Mm. It's like pre-social media, so nobody really, really caught it. Good. <laughs> it's like pay-per-view special old, so. <laughs> oh my God. Very old, uh, 2003. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. Those are some funny moments. Um, How do you define success, Shirlene? Just happiness, joy, leaving something behind that. Because when you die, nobody's going to talk about how much money you made. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, it's like, I don't want to be morbid because I'm going to live to be 105. (laughs) That would be so cute. Um, But like when you leave the world that people go, wow, you know what? She made me feel like this and it was happy. And you left seeds behind that are going to flourish way after you're even alive like it doesn't even have to have my name on it right like if I planted seeds like how I was saying that someone kept going if I planted a seed of someone kept going then that means something kept going and then that thing kept going and that thing kept going then I did my job because then when I go see G-O-D he's gonna be like yo <laughs> you did that you planted those seeds you were squeezing and you were squeezing all your juices out girl then that's gonna be my thing like then I'm gonna Okay, I, I was successful. <laughs> okay, where's my goodness? I want to wear it all day. <laughs> I don't want to it. Um, how do you define love or how do you feel love? Gosh, I'm such a feeling person. I guess it's just like a feeling. You feel mm-hmm. happy. 
like I know in the Bible she's like love is patient love is kind it's like it is those things like like when you don't when you just feel like oh this is safe but not in a safe way where it's like comfortable Mm -hmm. you can just freely be yourself there's freedom in it there's joy not happiness but joy you know what I mean like I'm happy like I'm so joyful and Almost like when you're a kid and you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) amazing. Um, Jen, do you have any more questions for Shirlene? Just, um, I guess, some dating questions. Oh, yeah. Are you dating? Mm -hmm. Are you dating? Amazing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How's that going for you? Going good. Good. Like a princess. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Is it new? Is it like a new thing? We can cut any of this out, by the way. <laughs> Don't worry. Almost a year. It's been almost a year. Okay, good. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I didn't know that. Amazing. I'm so private. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm single until I have a ring. Mm. I've, I've, I got <laughs> until it's a fish. I believe that's okay, great. No, I'm like, I'm not single. I'm very committed to, like, I'm monogamous to everything, but I'm just like, you know. I don't know. And I think that like relationships, oh, they're so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You so. know, it's like so vulnerable. And so I get so nervous okay. about, you know, but no, mm-hmm. I'm still in a relationship. All my friends know. All yeah. Amazing. Great. It's awesome. So like, me flowers across the world on Valentine's Day. Oh my God. Cute. Oh, I love that so we don't have to talk about your specific relationship but in relationships in general do you have any like pet peeves inconsistency mm-hmm. that I was literally just talking in the morning about that like I can't say inconsistency it irks me because I'm a very consistent person mm-hmm. and I'm like like we have good days and bad days but I need you to be consistent in your good and bad days right because I feel like when people show consistency they show what they're going to be like in good times in bad like I've, I've always said I want someone that if we lost every dollar to our name, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, that, like, can I get a hold of you? Are you unreliable? Are you, you know, all those different, like, I can't, I can't with that. I let it slip every now and then because we all have our little moments. Like, I even I'll get busy then like, you know, your, your phone will die and it's like you're an hour late. That's different. But I mean, consistent. I can't, I can't. Yeah. That's. As you can see, it's a very strong feeling. Yeah. Multiple baby mamas. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> when, when someone says they have four kids with four women run, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pet peeve. That's like, not consistent. I know that's not consistent. <laughs> exactly. It all stems down to consistency. Um, you said that relationships are fragile. Like, what is something that you do or, like, how do you keep them alive? Or how do you keep them strong? I think, I think, and I'm like this with my career. Most people don't know what I'm doing until I do it. Mm. Sorry, I'm not a like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I think keeping, I'm not secretive, but private. I think keeping, keeping things that are very special to you, like your home, it's private. The whole world should not know what your home looks like. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't think the whole world should know about your family, your relationships, like I have babies. My babies want to be like, hi, these are my babies. Like, and to everybody, like, <laughs> you know, I think honoring the fact that home is like, it even says like in the Bible, like guard your heart because that's what everything comes from. Like your heart is your home, your mm-hmm. relationships, your, 
your your family, your friends, like those things that are so sacred to keep them private, but still honor them and like, do you know what I'm saying? And really yeah. them and water them and make them like my relationship with God. Like if I don't check in with him, like how can I be like, I'll be like, wait, where's God? Like in a yeah. month, if I don't check in with the people I'm in a relationship with, like you're not going to have that strong relationship, right? So I think just really honoring the communication and the privacy of letting something grow. And then when it's ready and it's grown and it's strong, that's when you present things and you're like, this is what this is. And, and then I want to talk about it and share it. Like my dream, I wouldn't be like, I'm a working dancer until I am a working dancer. And then I can share that and cultivate that and help that in that department. And so just kind of really honoring the things, I guess, and just keeping them private. I just think that we're in a world of non-privacy. Mm-hmm. And my mom is a little interesting, but there's one thing that she said to me that really stuck out, which was highly visible, highly vulnerable. And I was like, whoa. And she's like, you have to remember the more, like the more visible, the more vulnerable you are, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even like, like, I'm sure, you know, I'm obsessed with that show, The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when you were on that there was a different vulnerability that started that came to your life right Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like it's just it's 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 a real thing so it's like when I think about that with my relationships or my dreams I'm like I don't want the whole world knowing what those things are until I've kind of really watered and figured out what it is for myself yeah I think that's super beautiful because we're a lot of people are not doing that right now. And we're trying to, we're showing every detail of our lives, every detail of our day, like what we ate, what we did. And it's almost, it's too much. And we're giving, it's like giving so much away from ourselves when we do that. So I think that's a really great way to look at that and rethink how we are representing ourselves like on social media and the world in general. At the same time, though, I think there's so much strength in being vulnerable too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's finding the balance. It's like not because I'm, I sometimes I feel people are vulnerable just because they feel like they need to be and they think that's like being authentic, but like finding the balance of like when to be, when to show it and when to keep it to yourself. Yeah, like for me, I'm so transparent, but I'm actually very shy, mm-hmm. right? So like I'm very transparent. Like if I know in that moment it's going to help someone, I will transparently share. But I've always actually kind of secretly been the girl that's like, am I okay? Is it good enough? You know, like, you know, I was the girl that got straight A's, you know, that girl's usually like, is it okay? You know, and, and you, and I don't want to offend people. And so I tend to sometimes be private about certain things. And I'm like, I don't know yet. Yeah. (laughs) And then because unless I know, I never, I think that type A personality, you don't want to like lead anyone wrong either. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be like, yeah, this gonna be my future and then you're like oh just kidding baby yeah. five kids by my back you know it's like you know, no no it's not it's no you're right because when you have that kind of influence over people you kind of have that duty to like make sure that you're influencing things that are like true to you and mm-hmm. and sometimes we don't know because we're human beings we have days that like we have seasons where we're not as strong in certain areas of our life you know so it's like I think taking that time and sometimes like I'll look at certain people on their social medias and I'm like, gosh, I wish I could be more that person that shares, but that's just not me because I'm like, oh, I just, I want to wait. I want to wait. And it's nice because the person I'm with, we're literally in the same page that we're okay with the privacy, but we're not secretive. Like we, 
we there's definitely all kinds of things out there, but we're not like, hi, you know, <laughs> I just want to wait. And, and knowing that we're going to be friends forever is more than enough. Do you know what I'm saying? And just cultivating that friendship that's more and then being like, okay, it's more, maybe, or maybe not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like waiting for it to be strong enough to sustain whatever people are going to put on it. The world is hard. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. There's going to be so many opinions, no matter what you do, someone's always going to have an opinion. Like I get opinions all the time. I'm a Christian that teaches a high heels class. <laughs> I get some emails. It's like, oh, really? Here's a Bible verse. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and I feel very strong in that. So I'm not going to look into like, is she right? Oh my God, am I a sinner? I have to quit because I feel so strong in who I am in my heart and what God wants me to do in that. But like when a relationship is a year in, it's still very new. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like marriages for 20 years can sometimes fall apart. You know, so it's like, I'm like, wait, I just want to wait until I have a ring. Because I think for me, a ring is when you marry someone that's like, okay, this is forever. And then if it doesn't work, then it didn't work. And that's okay. And we'll move past that. But once there's a marriage involved, like this is forever. And I can't wait to share my next forever. Like forever, I will be a dancer. <laughs> this is forever. <laughs> you know, like I don't mind sharing my forever. <laughs> I love it. So we have just like some quick signature questions and that we ask everyone. So we're going to ask you. <laughs> um, so what's a non-negotiable in life or in a relationship for you? Um, if they don't believe in God. I need like a believer. They have mm-hmm. to believe. It would just never work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you're. Yeah. It's like my foundation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what keeps you up at night housewives of atlanta (laughs) (laughs) i love it so good um what gets you out of bed in the morning coffee (laughs) i should have said jesus first but it's coffee and then it's coffee yeah i can't be spoken to before my coffee Coffee and jesus um who's someone that inspires you the most you know what it's so funny but i'm like i literally am gonna say oprah and jesus (laughs) <laughs> it's so good own it <laughs> can it get any better than that man no. that woman, I mean they're pretty gangster <laughs> it shows it shows Agreed. um what's a mantra or a motto that you live by live by faith and not by sight Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that and then what is something bad that you do to feel good <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know the answer. <laughs> we have to throw butter. that cookie butter. Cookie butter. Yeah. I was gonna say twerk. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Charlene. It oh, was awesome. So for having me. I can't wait to hear it. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Um, can you tell everyone where they can find you, what you're working on, what you're excited about? I guess right now, since we're all at home, <laughs> uh, you can, ShirleneQuigley.com. I have all my online stuff is like on my website, like my classes. I'm doing free classes. I'm doing private classes. I'm teaching at studios now because all the studios are teaching. So yeah, I'm dancing a lot. And I'm doing a little IG live in the morning, just on Monday morning to start the week. Like you want to have a little pep. <laughs> so yeah, at ShirleneQuigley, my government name, dot. amazing thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon have a good day bye